Hey everyone, how are you doing today? Hopefully you've enjoyed Anna's first video where we talked about you know some assumptions maybe people have wrong about our journey. Well, here we are going to give you some cheat codes. We are going to look back at our first year or two and tell you about a couple of things we got right. Because again, if we can help accelerate your path, that will be very, very cool for both of us. So how are you doing this morning, Anna? I'm great, Michael. How are you? I've been looking forward to this conversation, right? Thinking about the cheat codes, right? The old video games, you know, the left, left, right, punch, jump. I don't know. I never played video games, but whatever. Uh, I was always out in the street throwing a ball around. So uh, when you think about that first year, what are, you know, one, two, three things that you did right that really could be a cheat code to help somebody move forward faster? Sure. So the very first real estate investment property that I bought, I bought while I was single before I got married. And I realized, Michael, that I was throwing literally over $1,000 a month away in rent 25 years ago, right? And I knew that I was just wasting money, but I was too young and not married, you know, to think about buying a house at the time. And so I realized I need to learn to live below my means while I work to expand my means. And that allowed me to go find a condo and go, hey, I could own a condo that'll be, my rent will be much less with my mortgage taxes and insurance and I'm paying for rent. And then I have something of value that's going to go up in value. It was in a great area. And that one day, if I ever moved out of it, I'd keep it as a rental property. So that was my first big financial move that I ever made as I bought my own condo because I wanted to be able to live below my means and then think about how I could work to make more money in my job and, and then set myself up down the road to maybe start investing in real estate. That's amazing. That's actually, I, I wrote down my three and that is, no, that is number one as well as we, because again, our journey starts when we're 30, right? So we had, we'd already been in the workforce. We'd already, you know, we were tech workers. So we were making okay income. Uh, but we had nothing left over. It was all gone. And it wasn't until we got on a family budget, started talking about needs and wants and all of that, that we started, you know, having something left over, right? right. You got to have something left over so you can invest, right? It doesn't matter your top line. It's the bottom line that matters. And most people don't, don't appreciate that. So even my students, right? I, I talk about it, right? I, how to get started, all this stuff. It's wonderful. But, you know, you might want to think about just, going on a family budget, just, just to, cause you'd be shocked. I was shocked where the money was going. It was oh, crazy. Me too. Yeah, exactly the same thing. So the one was like live below the means. Right. But then I started hearing this guy, Dave Ramsey on the, the Christian radio show. And he was like talking about, you know, master your money. So money doesn't master you. And I'm like, I just went through bank of America's financial advisory training. I'm telling people what to do with their money when they have it, but I don't know how to master my own money. I live check to check. I'm making good income, but I got a fancy car and I bought yeah. myself a condo and, and I'm not really, really budgeting and I don't really know how. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I was embarrassed to say to myself, like, I have a college education. I'm a financial advisor now, and I don't know how to manage my own money because I don't have money yet. Right. So I started doing Dave Ramsey's, it was called Financial Peace University. Mm. And my church put it on. It was like a 14 week course that teaches you budgeting and personal money management and how to pay, get out of debt and live debt free. Right. And, mm -hmm. and to, to make sure you have a, enough money left over at the end of the month, instead of more month, more month than you have money. Yeah. So just going through that course was life-changing for me and helped me to really realize, okay, I really need to pull it back and live below my means 
And then the piece that he doesn't really talk too much about is how you expand your means. So that I kind of learned later, but the getting on the budget um, and, and he's still someone I highly recommend for those that are starting out. Now, again, I don't agree with a hundred percent of everything he says, but for the bat, for 70 or more percent of the population, Michael, who still live check to check to check, mm-hmm. who have nothing saved and have an average of 40 to $70,000 of debt mm-hmm. and no net worth, his principles will help you get to the, the point where you can learn to master money. And honestly, nobody has business. And I tell my students this, I just told one of, this, one of them this this week. If you're struggling with managing your own money now, you're going to struggle 10 times more when you have rental properties. You must learn to control a budget and to live on that budget and understand what's coming in and what's going out and make sure you have extra before you add additional things that you're responsible for money-wise. Yeah, that's that's dead on. And that's, that's actually why I created that second course. We talked about it one time, right? Turning time turning price into time, setting up budgets month. It's because again, not enough people know how to do it. So I've built the spreadsheets and tried to help people, you know, realize that that's critical. I mean, people, that is a way to make the first couple of years smoother. And you're so right. If you don't know your budget and suddenly you add a rental or two, Oh, watch out. Right. Because you get that one surprise, right? Because now you are essentially responsible for another thing that you don't live in and water heaters break windows get broken tenants leave in the middle of the night. Right. What are you going to do? Right. So woo, pretty crazy. And it happens all the time. And in the beginning, you know, the first video we talked about getting started without money, when you get started without money and you don't have much, and then you add a property where that boiler can go out in the middle of the night or the water heater breaks and you don't have the money, you're in trouble. So mm. I'm, I'm thankful that that at least set me up to learn, like I have a spreadsheet I know how much is coming in and how much I can spend. And all this extra goes to savings, you know, save three months of income. It took me forever to do that. Right. But have a couple of sources of backup emergency funds. Now I use credit cards as a backup emergency, which, you know, Dave Ramsey wouldn't like, but I knew to grow, I've got to at least have a backup plan. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you think about, I've got to have savings and reserves and backup, it keeps you from taking too much risk too soon where you're one little tiny thing away from financial disaster. Totally agree. The other thing I got right in the very beginning, be interesting if, if, if this was true for you, is I, I, I focused extremely hard, right? I took a big market I'd never lived in down to an area, down to a housing type. And I don't remember how many listings, let's say there were 4,000 listings back in the day. And again, I bought everything out of the MLS. I, I didn't know any different, right? I ended up looking at somewhere between 20 and 40 active listings. And that would, for me, maybe it's not for everybody, but that was, a, that was the right number I could look at every day and then start to see how it changed. So I could try to find the outliers. Hey, that's too expensive. That's, that one's cheap. Oh, what's, what's that one like? Uh, and it was that daily in the, not to, I guess I'll just jump to it. The other thing is I did it daily, right? So for me, it's budgeting, really, really tight focus. And then daily execution were my things, three things, my, my three cheat codes. Yeah. That's great. And, and I'm, I got on the same page, but it took me a lot more years to, to get there than it did you, Michael, because in the beginning I was just like, I just want to flip enough houses to stay home with my kid. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it was, well, that didn't work very well. And then it was, well, my husband's going to start his business. So my first couple rental properties in Pennsylvania, I bought really to live in one and rent out the others to cover our living expenses. And then to have my husband have tenants that could help pay 
you know, Mm -hmm. the mortgage on his office. And so at that point, even though I wanted to be home, I wasn't really thinking like, I'm going to become a full-time real estate investor. It was like, let me just buy a couple rentals that'll help bring in some cash flow. And it wasn't until after the 09 crisis that I realized, wait a second, the company that I depend on, the entrepreneurship and my husband's business that I depend on are not doing so well, right? I worked for AIG, one of the safest, largest, biggest, wealthiest companies in the world, and they were on the brink of collapse. My husband in the healthcare fair was on the brink of collapse. And I realized the only thing that's working is my rental properties. So it wasn't until late 2009 that I went, wait a second, this is the answer. I've been dabbling for all these years, but now I need to grow by buying more rental real estate. So it took me till about 20, not late 2009, early 2010, before I said, I'm going to actively pursue creating, replacing my income through rental real estate until I get there. And that's when I started really like, I got to check the MLS every day. I got to see what's available. And I only stayed in the small area that I live in because I knew I'm working full time. I got at that point, I was pregnant with my third child and then just had him. And I'm like, I'm doing this on the side, borrowing every waking moment, you know, at Mm -hmm. night, weekends, lunch breaks, and just what's on the, what's on the market that's in the area and whatever comes up, here's my vision. I can make this opportunity, meet my vision and I'm going to buy it. Right. Yeah. So it took me a long time to get there before I had that aha moment that this is really what I want to do and I can do it. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. amazing. That was only 10 years ago. So, and look at you now. <laughs> so you got, you got one more cheat code for them to, again, looking back on your first couple of years that you throw out there. Really? probably the one of the most important is that I learned to develop grit and determination like no other. You have to have grit. You have to have resilience. You have to say, come hell or high water. I don't care what it's going to take. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how many times the the economy collapses and I can't um, get loans from banks and I make mistakes and I lose money. I am going to do this until I succeed. And if you don't develop that grit and determination when things get hard, when you have a pandemic that derails your plans for the year, you won't succeed. So more than anything, making up your mind that you're going to do this, you're going to change your your financial picture, you're going to create financial freedom, and getting back up on the horse every time you fall off, figuring out how to creatively jump over every hurdle, you won't succeed. When you master that, there is nothing that you cannot do within the limits of our humanity. Well, there's a powerful way to end it, Anna. Thank you very much. That was awesome. Awesome. Thanks.